Welcome to Our Power is Within podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and my mission for this podcast is to inspire you to take your power back and to realize that you are the healer that you've been looking for all along. We are all capable of healing in mind, in body, and in soul. Today's episode is sponsored by Jeannie Colwyn Coaching. And for those of you who aren't already familiar with Jeannie, she's a stress and mind body coach in LA who's been a guest on this podcast twice now. You could check out our most recent episode, number 120, where we get to have a fun and transformative conversation on the power of emotions, or check out episode 95, where she gave us simple, practical action steps to begin implementing in our life right away to make positive impact. Jeannie herself battled fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, and dozens of other mysterious symptoms that drained her mentally and physically for over 16 years. Her life forever changed when she discovered mind-body healing. Fueled by her incredible recovery, Jeannie left her unfulfilling teaching job and and now she fully supports clients through their healing journeys. If you've been feeling stuck, Jeannie's one-on-one customized coaching support could be the missing piece, especially with an experienced and results-driven coach who I personally find to be so cheerful, upbeat, and supportive. She's the only person I know who does a free 45-minute call, so I highly recommend reaching out to her via her website to book your call today. That's www.jeanniecohen.com, J-E-A-N-N-I-E-K-U-L-W-I-N.com. Links are in the show notes. All right. So I am so excited to share today's episode with you. I had a lovely and insightful chat with a dear friend of mine, Leah Hadley. Leah has been a really great friend through this healing journey for me, and we first connected through our common interest in GNM or German New Medicine. Leah has a wealth of well-rounded knowledge in the healing community and how she perceives symptoms is so empowering. She's had great success on her own healing journey, which she shares a little bit with us today, and she continues to explore and learn and grow as she moves forward. Today, we have this well-rounded chat about all things, including brain retraining, German new medicine principles, healing root conflicts, and so much more. So please enjoy. Leah, thank you so much for being here with me today and joining the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited. For everyone who's tuned in listening, a fun fact is Lee and I connected, gosh, it would have been at least a year and a half ago, right? Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, maybe it was like fall of, I feel like 2021. And we've been just nonstop chit-chatting and helping and supporting each other through our healing journeys and coming to each other for insights, epiphanies, advice. And so it's really fun to finally get to see you and get to have this chat on the podcast. I know. Yes. I feel like I've known you forever and your (laughs) podcast has brought so many things that I learned through this journey. So and now is my time to give, I guess. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) So from knowing you and just kind of being there throughout so much of your journey, I know that you're the kind of person who really just dives deep into new modalities, new principles, just anything related to healing as you're on this journey that can support you. You really go all in. And I know you've really studied a lot in depth in forms of like many modalities, different principles. And so I kind of like to start there and just talk about what some of the biggest catalysts were that supported you on this journey. And then maybe we could just kind of go into a little bit of each of that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I was already, you know, into this whole health modality thing before I even got my perfect storm or, you know, the symptoms that led me to go deeper. But all the things I had learned were just based on, you know, you got to eat this or you got to do this kind of exercise. And that's where it ended. And I really never was exposed to anything else. And I'm also a registered nurse. So I knew all the medical part, you know, of this how the body works. But when I faced myself, you know, health crisis, it was when I had to start like questioning, you know, these things that I knew that actually did not prevent this from happening. And I was like, what is else? You know, what have I not looked into? And yes, I went deep dive, I started researching and, and it was like, you know, one thing leads to the next and the next. And I feel like I'm still on this journey because we are all, you know, always going to be learning something. And it actually started with DNRS, which is like a brain retraining system. 
And that's when I realized that my thoughts had so much more powerful than I ever considered. I thought it was just about the, what I put in my mouth and what I, you know, exercise or something. I didn't really think about what was behind, you know, my beliefs and what I was experiencing inside of my mind and my emotions. And so that was the first introduction to something much deeper than just, you know, the physical body that we experience. And then after DNRS, I, I don't even know when it was, uh, later on, I was introduced to German new medicine and I started to go deep into that as well. And basically German new medicine teaches that perception can change biology. And I was just like amazed, like why I didn't know this before, you know, why nobody ever told me about this. And in all those experiences, it's kind of interesting because at the same time, I'm the student, you know, of this information. I'm also experiencing something in which I can use this information to my own profit. So I am, you know, experiencing a symptom and I am trying to use this new knowledge I have to uh, deal with this. And so the same thing happened actually with German new medicine because after I had, you know, got better from all the other things that DNRS helped me with, I suddenly developed this rash all over my body. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? You know, and then I just went deeper into dinner and I asked trying to visualize, trying to do all these things. And, and it wasn't really helping. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And, and that's when I went deeper into German new medicine because I was like, okay, from German new medicine perspective, what does this has to do? You know, and I actually had a consultation with a therapist. And she helped me to find out what it was. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so mind blowing. This is so beyond, you know, what I even knew. And, and that's when I decided I'm going to study this German new medicine thing because then through that knowledge, I was able to, you know, overcome that rash. Of course, it took a while for the rash to heal. But once it healed, I understood the root of the rash and I could work on that root for the rash not to come back, and it has not. And it had nothing to do with, you know, foods or with environment things. Because at first, that's my, that was my first thought, you know, like, oh my goodness, what did I eat? What have I been exposed to? I need to cut this, cut that, you know. And I went down this tray and I'm like, wait a minute, no, this is not right. Dinner says that this is not right. So I was like, okay, but what else? You know, I have dinner as, but what else? How do I know where this is coming from, this rash, you know? I'm using all the DNRS tools and it's not working. And so I learned where it was coming from. There was a conflict, a separation conflict that had happened very intense. And when we have a separation conflict, basically means that our body is trying to protect us by decreasing the amount of sensitivity that we have in our skin, right? It's trying to make us numb to the lack of interaction with this person that we are separated from. And then when we finally, you know, get to meet this person or be together with this person we're missing, our body's going to healing. And then that's where we have the rash. So that was an eye opening. And then that's when I went deeper into German new medicine as well. It's interesting because I don't know if you went through this, but I know I went through a period of this in DNRS where I almost blamed myself or thought I did, I was doing something wrong, like going outside my quote unquote training zone or doing something too much or just something. I always went inward and blamed self, said, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong if suddenly I had an onset of new symptoms or a, as you know, you often hear called symptom flare in the brain retraining community. And then when I learned about German New Medicine, it was such a inspiring and light bulb moment because it taught me that I actually wasn't doing anything wrong. I was actually healing at a deeper level because we know through GNM that most of the symptoms we experience actually come in the healing phase. So like you said, you actually got the rash in your healing phase. So it wasn't a matter of, oh, what did I do wrong? What did I, you know, did I go outside my training zone? Oh, maybe I did too much. Maybe I had, you know, it was really honestly actually, oh, wait, I actually healed something and now my body is going through that healing phase. Mm -hmm. Did yeah. you find that kind of liberating too? Yeah, because at first I did blame myself and I started to do even more, you know, like I, I got to spend an hour doing this brain retraining because I got this problem. And then once I figured out what it was, it was like, oh my goodness. And then I made 
you know, this peace with my own body. And that's, I think, the most important thing about GNM is that when you learn that your body is not working against you, but is actually trying to protect you. And when it places you in a survival program, it is for your protection. Then you stop fighting against your body. It's not like every symptom you're like, oh my goodness, what are you doing wrong now? You know, it's more like, oh, okay, let me understand what's going on. Where is the fear? You know, where is it coming from? Because behind every survival program, there's a fear. And I basically believe that there's two kinds of fear, which is the fear of not being safe, either in our environment or not having enough resource or or not having, you know, uh, the right foods to support us, or the fear that our tribe is not going to be there for us, that we're not going to have, you know, the community or, or the relationship. So basically those two fears drive our survival programs. And in my case, in the separation, you know, conflict, it was this fear of separation of the tribe. Who am I without the tribe? You know, because if you look at a herd of animals, you know, the animal left behind is going to die, you know, because you need to be with the herd. And so our fears drive our perceptions, which are going to drive our survival programs and therefore our symptoms. Yeah. And that's the thing about GNM. You said like an animal left behind would end up dying. And when you're looking at the language of the body or the symptoms through a German new medicine perspective, it is very primal, right? It's very, you know, it's funny because I know I struggled a lot initially thinking, oh, but no, I don't feel that way. And it was like this conscious, like, no, I don't feel that way. But a lot of times that conflict that we're talking about isn't even conscious. It's deeper. It's like biological. It's not necessarily explainable or understandable at the conscious mind. Yes. I'll give you like example, a very practical example that I actually just found out about like the root behind this recently, but I was, you know, driving on the road on the highway with my family. And there was a car that came in the middle of the road, like from the side to kind of, you know, the guy was trying to go forward and I think put reverse by accident. So he basically parked on the middle of the highway. And here I am coming. I have a few seconds to decide, you know, what to do. And we're going to hit this car. And I go around so fast. But after that, you know, I get a full, you know, surge of adrenaline. And, you know, I have to stop the car, of course. And that event stayed in my unconscious mind. But I didn't, you know, really pay attention to it. And then two years later, when there was a similar trigger to that event, I started having, you know, the panic attacks while I was driving, but not specifically while driving so much. It was when I would park on a red light. And I'm like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, why is it when I'm parked on the red light that I start getting these feelings of having a panic attack? I'm parked, you know, and I realized it was because when I'm parked on a red light, the cars in front of me are crossing on the other direction just like that car had come, like he was coming, you know, I'm like, you know, vertical and he was coming horizontally in front of me. And so every time I'm seeing cars cross in front of me, my unconscious brain is reminding, you know, of that danger of a car crossing in front of my car that almost killed us. So I did not even notice that, that that was the trigger. It doesn't make any sense. You know, why should I be afraid of being seated, you know, inside a parked car? But The moment you realize that the unconscious brain is always going to try to protect you and that the survival programs are not working against you, they're working for you, that's when you're like, oh my goodness, now how can I help my brain to liberate from this uh, belief that is keeping me stuck in survival program? Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. And it's interesting too, because, okay, so I have a lot of questions I want to go into with this. Where do I start? Okay. I want to start here. So a lot of people, I have this happen sometimes where somebody will reach out to me. And when GNM, German medicine is a new term for them, a new language for them, what often I think people assume is that it is an actual modality comparable to DNRS, which is an actual brain retraining system, when indeed it's not a modality. It's a principles. It's understanding of the language of our body. It's an understanding of the biology of our body. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, should I do GNM or should I do DNRS? And it's like, well, you don't do one or the other because you learn GNM to really understand the language of our body. And then DNRS might be a tool that can actually support the healing because it could help essentially change 
or shift certain perceptions and beliefs and thoughts or feelings, correct? Yeah. So I think the important thing is to realize that unconscious brain use a different kind of language. And so we can't just tell our brains, you know, oh, calm down, everything's going to be fine, you know, because our conscious brain doesn't work that way. It works a language of three things that I like to say. It works with imagery. So that's the imagination or that's the picture, you know, like when you go back in, in your memory, what happened. And it works with the five sense, which your sensory, you know, how you interact with the word with your five sense. And it goes with emotion. And so those three things together are what tell your brain if you're safe or not. So that's why, you know, all this brain retraining programs work so well because you use those three things. You visualize something, which is like a, a beautiful place, let's say. You connect with your five senses so that you can experience that place, you know, and all the positive things about it. And then you pull emotion there, which is a positive emotion. So you are happy, you're relaxed, you're feeling peace and joy, right? And so that way you're sending a message to your brain. Now, usually all these retraining programs, what they do is that you do that after you have been triggered or you trigger yourself and then you do that. So you're basically doing the opposite first. So first you, you bring to your memory imagery that is of fear, five sense that is of danger, and emotion that is a negative emotion. And then right after that, you bring, you know, a positive imagery, a positive uh, five sense experience and a positive emotion. And that's how you reverse the process. Yeah, that's a great explanation. So we know that DNRS essentially then is one tool to help us resolve conflict, essentially, because we're shifting perspective, which indeed could resolve conflicts on its own, which for anyone out there listening, I just want to kind of plug in that this, in my opinion, and Leah, you can speak to this, this is why we often learn and experience when we start brain retraining programs, we experience an uptick of symptoms. Like we, they even tell you, you might get worse before better. And I think that's because at some level we are resolving or downgrading conflicts, which if you understand the biology through the GNM perspective, that will elicit a symptom response. And then we get better because we're going through the healing phase. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because when our bodies feel safe enough to go into healing, that's when the symptoms are going to come for some, you know, some things. Some things, the symptoms come when you're in the conflict. Uh, but usually that's what happens. So a lot of times also when you have a conflict of not having a direction in life, our bodies are going to make us become paralyzed because we don't have the right direction to go. We are afraid of going the wrong direction. And then when we finally find a direction, then we start doing visualization. So we're like, oh my goodness, I see myself in this beautiful place. I'm climbing the mountain, doing this physical activity. I'm having a great dinner. Then the brain feels safe and your brain like, okay, you found a direction now. That's amazing. Guess what? I'm going to pump tons of adrenaline and cortisol into your system because you found your direction. And then you get this surge of anxiety and you're like, what is going on, right? But it is because your brain is giving you the few so that you can go in the right direction that you have just found. So this happens to a lot of people and happened to me. And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm doing something wrong because now I got all this anxiety, all this extra adrenaline, right? But the thing is that, you know, the body is going to give us adrenaline for either fight or flight, but it's also going to give us adrenaline when we're excited about something. It's going to remember that these two things doesn't mean that adrenaline is always bad, you know, but it means that we have to observe our bodies and understand what's going on here, you know, and translate the symptom into what the body's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because that's so true. We, and that's one of those things, you know, like if I was ever going to do an episode on things I wish I knew before I started brain retraining, that would be a thing I wish I knew because, and I know that I, I also experienced that increased intake of almost like an anxiety, especially a uh, physical. All of a sudden I, I felt this uptick of like physical anxiety and I didn't understand it at the time until like it was more in hindsight, you know, and uh, a lot of people in the polyvagal community will explain that as like you're moving up the ladder, you're going out of freeze and you have to pass flight or uh, fight to get to ventral. And so I think that's like a really good point because one thing when I first started brain retraining, is I almost became afraid of adrenaline, right? Like you learn to like cut out all these things in your life that could induce cortisol or adrenaline, 
but then you naturally start to experience it. And I would almost be afraid of it. So I actually was sending this message of fear into my brain and teaching my brain that it wasn't safe. And so a lot of us go through that and then we push ourselves back into freeze and we kind of go back and forth. And I think when I learned, oh, I don't have to be afraid of this adrenaline. Like, oh, I can just remind my brain, no, this is actually safe. It gets okay. I'm just excited. This is good. We don't have to never experience adrenaline again. It's just about not living in overdrive all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. So we know that DNRS can absolutely be a fabulous tool to help us heal in so many facets and on so many levels. But we also know, just like you said, that it doesn't always create, like it doesn't heal everything all the time. So you, for example, you did DNRS for an extended period of time. You experienced tons of relief from symptoms, but then for example, it didn't help you with the rash. That's where you needed to really resource other modalities or other approaches. So, and I know that you are very familiar with a few other ways that we can really work on conflict resolution because a lot of people will say, okay, cool. So now I know my conflict, but now what? Like, great. I know this conflict, but what do I do about it? You know? So what are some other options other than brain retraining that can really support somebody once they're experiencing symptoms to understand how to actually resolve the conflict and then allow the completion of the healing phase. Yeah. So I think GNM is a very useful because it tells us exactly what the symptom means. And so you don't just be, you know, going into the dark with your healing journey. You're like, oh, okay, I see. This is what my body is trying to tell me. And then, you know, once you realize that, then you can go into those that language of the brain, which is the imagery, the five senses, and the emotion. So you can change the trigger or you can change the perception that created the symptom in the first place to a perception of trust. And I think this is the most important thing that I have learned in this journey to trust, you know, to to be okay. My body's doing this. Okay, I got, you know, I got a, a flu symptom or I got a the headache. Okay. Okay, now instead of being like angry against my body, I'm like, okay, I hear you. I see what you're doing here. Okay, what are you trying to tell me? You know, what emotion did I go through these last days? Or what is happening in my life? You know, what are the things that I am facing? And then, you know, we go deeper and then you can say, okay, how can I show my brain that I'm safe, that I am in a place of trust? Well, I can take my brain to a place of trust. And that's, you know, what we can do in a visualization. But when you know GNM, like if you're having a conflict of, let's say, self-devaluation, where you feel like I'm not good enough, you know, I am not maybe intellectually good enough or athletically good enough. So then you can do a specific visualization where you go and you imagine that you're doing, you know, you're running, you're being amazing in, in your exercise, or you're being amazing, you're, you're like making a contest and and you're doing great. And so you're sending specific information that your brain wants to hear in that case. Now, we also have to be aware that we can't just go from, you know, I'm the worst person in the world and I'm nothing to I am the most important person in the world because our brains are not going to believe in the complete opposite. So we have to slowly bring our brains to a middle ground. And also we have to realize that sometimes, you know, changing perception is not all because sometimes we do have to change the environment. You can't stay in a place that is unsafe for you. You're being bullied every day and, and just keep telling your brain you are safe. It's not going to work. You know, you need to eventually say, you know what, I need to leave this place. And so both things, you know, are very important, the change of perception, but also the change of environment when perception is not enough because we can't just beat ourselves down for having to, you know, be exposed to things that are actually not good for us. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we know through DNRS, we can, you know, in other brain retraining, we can use visualizations and we've talked a lot about that. But I want to actually have you talk a little bit about changing our memories. Like, you know, Leah, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I know that you have had wonderful success through this lovely Latin lady, right? She's, uh, I think, Brazilian also, like yourself. And Mm -hmm. she actually helps people go in and change the memories to resolve the conflicts. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I know working with you, it's something that we can all do and all have the capacity and access to. 
So basically, our brains, you know, our our beliefs come from experiences or or things that we learned in the past. So we want to go back and change those beliefs so we can change our perception. And so sometimes we have to actually go back to that experience where our belief started. So let's say I did this with my son and he didn't like going to school for many years. And I'm like, you know what? I have to find the root cause of this, you know? And I asked him, was there a day that you experienced something really bad in school, you know? And he told me about something that happened in kindergarten that wasn't even that, you know, special for me. Like I didn't think was that traumatic, but it was traumatic for him. So I said, okay, close your eyes, you know, let's go back there. And I brought him back there through this uh, visualization of a memory. And I use, you know, during this visualization, I use the same language of the brain again, the imagery, the five senses. So you need to be there. You need to connect the five senses, and you need to connect with the emotion. First, all the negative ones, you know, that I experienced. And then you change the story. You change the story to a positive five senses, positive emotion and positive story. So sometimes we believe that whatever happened to us in the past is there. You know, we cannot change it. But we actually can because our brains, you know, it's like our memory is the only place holding that. You know, it's not like it exists in the real world, whatever happened to us. It exists in our memories and exists in our bodies because our bodies experience that. But that's about it. You know, like it doesn't exist anymore. And so we can go back and we can change the memory and we can change our somatic experience of that event to go from a place of feeling disempowered to be empowered. So in the case of my son, I took his older self back there and I told now, okay, you bring your older self and you do what you wish you had done, what your younger self could not do. And he did that and he felt very empowered and, and the feelings in his body went from this negative emotions to positive emotions. And I believe that is because of that, that he started to love school, either that or the girls, I don't know. But it's, it's just like, you know, this boy who hated school comes back every day and I say, how was your day? And he's like, it was amazing. It was great, you know, and it's like so simple and yet so powerful, you know, so we can do those things. And I think even works even better in kids because they really do believe it. Right. And so we can, maybe we cannot change the whole thing, but we can start changing the perception. Like, okay, how can I go back? And, and see from different eyes, right? Instead of seeing from disempowered eyes, I see from empowered eyes. And that can make a huge difference. Yeah. And, and what I like about this, and this is what another thing I loved about GNM is I think that a lot of times when we start like a brain retraining program, it, we kind of end up doing this just by happenstance. You know, we end up going in and like embellishing memories, you know, really embellishing them and making and focusing on all the good aspects. And so I think we end up doing this just. Yeah, just by happenstance. Mm-hmm. But when we know the language of GNM and we can start to actually connect the dots and understand that, oh, well, this symptom, 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 I don't know how you say that word, like this symptom is from this type of conflict, which would be this kind of like feeling or experience or perception. Now I can actually use these same tools and go back and change, like you said, the perception and more. So it's more specific and more refined approach as opposed to just kind of all over the place and just happening to touch base on certain things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sometimes it goes deeper. You know, sometimes there are things that happen to us that we don't remember. And so sometimes we have to go into uh, the story, like of what was happening during our, you know, gestational time or what was happening in our parents' life, because they do affect as well. You know, there's research showing that the mice born of a mouse was exposed to a scent and at the same time a stressful situation. They are going to experience the same kind of stress, even though they never experienced that first stress. They just experienced the scent. So, so trauma does go down the line, you know, and sometimes we have to go back and we have to pretend that we are, let's say, inside our mother's womb, you know, but now we're going to experience positive emotions. Or we have to pretend that we're going to talk to this, you know, grandfather and tell this grandfather that we are not going to carry anymore this traumas from the family history. So there's other ways too that we can use visualization that are not just in our own memories, but in other things that are part of our memories. Right. So you're saying, not to just go back into the moments or experiences that you remember, but actually just think, oh, well, 
okay, let me just assess. Oh, my mom is a very stressed out, anxious person. And talk to mom. Oh, find out maybe there's a high chance that my mom was really anxious and stressed while she was carrying me in her belly for nine months. And so could I see how that might have in some grand scheme of things impacted me? And that now can I use this beautiful visualizing tool to just actually kind of shift at a cellular memory, the perception of my experience in, in vitro? Yes. Yes, it's true. And we can change, you know, because our brains basically bring this perceptions from the past, but doesn't mean that they are activated. The environment is going to activate them. So maybe one person has, you know, the same genes, but they're not being activated because they didn't go through a situation that activated that gene. So what we want to do, even if we carry those things, we want to deactivate those genes or those things that have been passed down as survival programs because we don't need them. Maybe we needed, you know, like a hundred years ago, but now we don't need in this life. And so we can deactivate some programs that were, you know, the things that helped our grandparents to survive. But in this day and age, we don't need them anymore. And so it's important to be aware of all of the things from where our brains pull information to create the survival program so that we don't blame just ourselves. You know, it's not like everything that you experienced came from your memory. Some of them did not even come from you. And the more you fall into this place of trust, and my body's trying the best for me, the more you can open yourself up also to find where the root of the problem is coming from. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's very empowering. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, you move from um, a dark place. You know, it's, it is a dark place when you're, you feel like you have arrows, you know, hitting you from right and left. You're like, what's going on? And then you stop. Okay, let me see. This arrow, you know, is coming to this part of my body. What does this part of my body has to do what, what does this part of my body does? You know, that's the first question. Like if you're having a problem in your skin, okay, what does my skin do? Oh, my skin is separated between me and the world. Okay. And how is this separation happening? You know, like you have to ask what this part of my body does, because the body's not going to randomly change, you know, biological tissues just because, you know, it has its own mind. It's going to change because that biological tissue has a certain function, you know, in, in your life. And so every part of our bodies can be changed by our perception. And, and the moment you understand this, then you realize how important perception is and how important your beliefs are. Because if you believe something, it is probably going to be true. I know you're really passionate about like perception and the, the big giant role that it plays in our well-being, our health and healing. Do you want to kind of dive into that? So our perception is basically our beliefs, right? And so as we saw, the beliefs can come either that we inherited from our, you know, grandparents or we inherited why we were under formation because our nervous system was, you know, aware of everything was happening in our mother's life. And so slowly we started to build up these beliefs. A lot of them are unconscious and some are conscious. And then we start doing things that we don't even know why we're doing, you know, like, why suddenly I am afraid of this? You know, I was not afraid before. Oh, well, let me see. Did anybody in my family, you know, had a problem when they were at this age? So our body also, our memory and our perception is not just observing our environment, it's also observing our age to see, is this age a dangerous age? Did people in my family during this age died? You know, do I need to stay in freeze following this certain age? You know, a lot of clients I have, I have helped, like, this is exactly what happened. They hit an age in which someone had died and now their body goes into freeze. And this, like, so all this perception, it's not just a conscious perception, it's unconscious, but the more we become self-aware of them, because self-awareness is like the huge thing, you know, the more we take this perception out of our unconscious mind and bring to conscious mind, it's like we're pulling the thing from the darkness to the light so we can look in the eyes and be like, okay, now we're going to have a little talk here and we're going to decide if we want to change this perception because not all perceptions are bad. Not all limiting beliefs are bad. Some of them are good. They're protecting us, right? It's our choice. We can look into a limiting belief and ask, do I want to change it or not? Maybe not right now, right? Maybe it's help me to stay safe. And so it's an empowering experience when you realize that you don't need to let your body control you. 
you actually have a say in the matter, but it needs to be done with compassion and understanding and lots of trust in the process. Thank you for sharing that. So you talked a lot about, we kind of went into depth on your separation conflict and the rash and that healing. What are some of the other big wins you've had along this journey? Yeah. So, well, the driving, you know, I was able to go back into driving was a big one. I mean, I had some weird symptoms. I, like my legs would stop working. I had, you know, I was losing weight so fast. Like, you know, I couldn't eat almost, there was a lot of things I couldn't eat. And there were like, there was insomnia. I had terrible insomnia. I had to go back into that to find, okay, why, what I'm afraid of that if I go to sleep can put me in danger. Right. And so that was the thing. Also, I had to, I used GNM for the insomnia. And I also had like these things from the past. So sometimes our bodies, like this tiny little thing happens today. And it just like, we're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe the reaction my body had for this tiny little, you know, emotional thing today. But then we go back and this was just like that cup that keeps getting filled, filled, filled. And the last drop, you know, pours the whole cup out. And so a lot of times, even with my clients, you know, we go back because things don't just happen today and they just, you know, cause this big effect. Things are building up. And I had to go back through a lot of things. For example, I, when I was in nursing school, I worked in this emergency. I did this training, training in this emergency room where we would go to sleep. And then in the middle of the night, we get a call, you know, and then we have to go and, and take care of some people that were, you know, intoxicated by either poisoning or, or by like a snake's bite or this kind of stuff. So you were asleep in the middle of the night, you get this call, you know, and you have to help someone who, who swallowed, you know, pills or who got bitten by a snake. And so you can just notice that Oh, look at this. I was sleeping and suddenly I'm awake and I have to help a person that is about to die. Now, years later, other things add on. I am waking up in the middle of the night afraid. So you have to start putting the piece of the puzzle together and see that, you know, maybe the symptom shows up later in life, but there are roots. There are things that happened before that were giving proof to the brain one step at a time that, you know, something was dangerous. So you have to go back sometimes. Okay. So you've had those. What I, I know you've also had some other big wins. Like you, cause you've gotten most all that's better now, right? All the stuff you were just talking about. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you've also had some really good allergy wins. Yeah. So I was able to go back into like polyallergy and downgrade it so much and, and realize why it always started to, you know, and I did a visualization and the next day was gone. And that was amazing. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that it could be, you know, this good. But sometimes we also have to be aware that we can trigger ourselves ourselves again on that same thing. So for example, we have what I call is like, you know, uh, it's like anchor, you know, anchor traumas or something. So maybe for one person, separation is really something bad. Their brain sees as a really bad thing. For another person, it doesn't. And so like one little thing can bring that you know, back up. So, because life happens, right? It's not like we heal from things and, and never life happens again. So, a lot of times, even this allergies, you know, we can heal from something. And then let's say we are, you know, eating that food and now we got a huge, you know, emergency happening. I don't know, like the alarm went on and, and someone is, you know, having some emergency and we can connect again that food to that, you know, fearful situations. So it's not like we do the work and we're done forever. But for me, I feel like what happened throughout this process was that now if I have a symptom, I can, you know, notice, okay, where is this coming from? And it doesn't take more than one, two hours for me to figure it out, work on it and, and to reverse it, you know? And I have done this sometimes with like a headache or something. I'm like, okay, stop. All right. Let's see where this comes from. Let's do something here and let's reverse it or downgrade it, right? Of course, we're still humans and we're going to experience life. But the power of, of knowing is so good so that you don't add on the fear. If you can deal with a symptom without the fear, that's already like 80% you know, of the journey done. And so the more information you have, the more knowledge, the less fear, because now you're not in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big point. The fear, if we can dim down the fear. And I think that's one of the powerful things that GNM gave me was to really tone down the fear. Again, like I said earlier, it's instead of instantly saying, oh my God, what did I do wrong? It's more like, okay, 
going through some kind of healing phase. Let's just let's just assess. Let's see what's going on. What was I just thinking about? What was I just feeling? What was going on these past couple days? Like so it's more just being able to trust my body and not, you know, which is hard, right? Especially if we've had chronic conditions, it's hard when a new symptom shows up to not have that old neurology of fear kick back in and the fear that, oh my gosh, this is a new thing. What if this like doesn't ever end and it becomes chronic also? It's it's hard, but I do feel that there's superpower in being able to really keep that fear at bay and trust. Yes. Yeah. And we are going to go through like changes, especially as women, you know, when we go through menopause, actually, according to GNM, our brains are going to change shift. And, you know, we may have a lot of surprise of new things that are going to show up because it just goes to a different part of the brain and, and the brain is going to act differently. So, so it's good to understand also that, you know, when we have a symptom, it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's because you have a new challenge to deal with or a new, you know, emotion or fear that it maybe you haven't worked on. Maybe something from the past is coming up for you to work on it. And so instead of seeing something as like, oh my goodness, I need to, you know, discipline myself more. I need to, you know, get this program, this healing tighter. And you no, know, sometimes it's just a moment to realize that you know what, my body is actually bringing things from the past because it's feeling safe. And so how can I work on this? You know, how can I bring those things that I have buried deep inside, you know, that my brain actually still remembers, but, but it's feeling safe enough to bring up now. Yeah, absolutely. So you've had lots of wins yourself and you've healed through tons of random, various strange symptoms. And you gave one example with your son that you were able to help him with school. Have you had this journey that you've been on help support you as a mother in any other ways? And has there been any other times that like symptoms or situations have come up in your children's lives that you've been able to really navigate and help them navigate differently than in your past? Yes, I do teach my kids German new meds. And so it's much easier for them to connect the symptom and with whatever happened. And usually I can sometimes predict, like I know my kid is being very stressed out because of a test or something. And I was like, you know, even like happened one time, I remember I'm like, okay, the next day this kid is going to get sick. And he did because he had, you know, piled up so much stress and conflicts that his body went to healing. And the other things like, it's very interesting how kids get sick on Friday evenings, Saturday mornings, you know, because their bodies know that the weekend is coming. It's the time that I can heal. You know, I have the time to heal or like, even like this weekend, my son, you know, he spent the whole afternoon sleeping Saturday. He never sleeps. And I knew it was because during this week it was so like much pressure with the end of the semester. And I explained these things for them. I said, okay, now it's okay. You can rest. And he was like, why am I sleeping so much? You know, I usually don't sleep so much. So, you know, like you see the fear building up and I'm like, no, it's okay. Your body knows you're safe. Your body knows, trust that this is the weekend. So it's going to just repair. It's just going to go into this, you know, time that you sleep and repair to get ready for next week. And once you tell that to your child, they're like, oh, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, it's just my body doing its thing. And, and the more you teach your kids this movement, how the body moves from conflict active to healing phases, and it's a natural movement in and out of, you know, repair. And we don't need to be afraid that our body, oh my goodness, last week I was like doing so well and this week I just want to sleep. Well, it is because you were doing so well last week that you're going 100% that this week your body's saying, well, now we're going to repair, you know. So even like the seasons, you know, in the summer we have more sunlight, so we have more energy and we're supposed to be doing more things. We don't get sick as much because our bodies are not saying time to repair. It's not to saying time to work, time to plant your crops, you know, try, time to gather your food. And when you go to the winter, the body says, okay, now there's nothing else going on. Let's repair all those things that build up. And then we get more sick. So the body has a natural movement, you know, and it is for our good. It's not coming against us. I love this perspective. So I know that you are, or you have been uh, working on your own course, just taking all these facets of healing that you've come to understand and experienced in your own life and also worked with many clients on, and you're bringing it all together. Tell me a little bit about it. 
Yeah, so I went through this journey and it took me a long time. So I was like, you know what? What if I could put everything that I have learned this journey in one course? And also usually when I have client sessions, you know, I don't have enough time to go through all the layers, you know, and it's not even, you know, recommended you go through all the layers in one session. So I said, what if I could put it all in a course so the person can do in their own pace and they can, you know, uncover this unconscious patterns and limiting beliefs and bring them to consciousness and look them in the eye and decide, do I want to change this or not? And so I created this course so that each week we're working on one layer. So we start from, you know, transgenerational layer and then you work, you know, the intrauterus layer and so on and so forth. And then I also have guided visualizations because we can't just tell the brain, you know, oh, here is the thing and you do this work. So the guided visualization takes the person there and helps them to change the belief. And then there's also like journaling prompts. And so it's a deep, deep work in which you go, you look in, on the eye, what's going on, you decide what you want to change, you choose through a guided visualization, you choose through journaling. And then you move to the next one when you're ready. And so I put all these things together because I thought, you know, I feel like I wish this existed. I I feel like what if there was something that people could have to work through their limiting beliefs? Because that's, you know, that's the key. That's the root of, of all. And then at the end of the course, I bring this concept of the circle of alignment so that you can know when you are in alignment and when you are in this place where your body is striving and when you are not in this place and you can also decide, do I want to stay out there or do I want to come into alignment? But I guess the reason for all this, because we can spend our entire lives, you know, trying to heal our hands, our arms, our legs, you know, and all of this, and we can get so focused on our physical bodies. But the biggest reason I did this is that I really believe each person has a purpose and a direction in life and gifts, you know, they are given. And when we live in this alignment, letting go of limiting beliefs that keep us stuck in the past, we can actually move forward in our purpose and our gifts. And that's the goal after all. The goal is not to just keep healing from symptoms. The goal is to have a thriving life in which you can give to the world, you know, from your gifts. And it, we shouldn't just focus on, you know, healing, you know, symptoms because that would not be the case, the purpose either. It is when we understand that our bodies, they, when they feel trust and safe, they will move us. They will guide us to our purpose and our gifts. That's awesome. And what, so like what, who would be your ideal client? Anyone with chronic illness or anybody who's already done brain retraining? What's I, what do you think is ideal? Yeah, I think I would say, you know, if you have never done brain retraining, you know, it's a good thing to do, like do first. You don't want to be in a very triggered state to work in your limiting beliefs. You don't want to pull things from the ground when you already got tones on the surface, right? But as you move through your journey, you want eventually to address those things underground because they are going to keep popping up above the surface. So it's not, you know, for the person having, and I don't advertise either as a program that's going to heal symptoms. That's not the point. The point is a program that's going to show you where your limited beliefs are so that you can choose what you want to change. So if there is, you know, someone that doesn't have any symptoms, that's for them as well, because it's not about the symptoms. It's about living the life you want to live and letting go of all that weight that is keeping you put, you know, either that weight is your symptoms, your, you know, difficulties, your beliefs and all of that. So, and I, I would love for young people, you know, I don't know, in their twenties to start their lives on the right track, because some of us, we had to wait a long time to realize these things. But if just imagine if you were young and you can know those things from the beginning, how much better your life could be overall. It doesn't take us 10, 20, 30 hard years before we, you know, undo it all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And is it going to be a self-study or live guided? Yeah. So it's a 10 week. It's a, you know, you do in your own pace if you need more time or less, but it's already pre-recorded uh, course. So it's not live and it is, you know, part it's the lesson. So you learn about what it, we're going to go deep into. And then there, there's the visualization. And I recommend you do, you know, 
one block a week. So you have time to give your body to process all the things you're bringing to the surface. And at the end, I also have this bonus, which I'm giving 15 visualization prompts because I, I did create a visualization magazine maybe last year or so which helps people who are doing brain retraining to have ideas of what to visualize and connects with the five cents and the emotion they can bring. So I decided to create 15 new prompts. And so I'm including the course so that, you know, you can also use them for your own visualizations because at the end of the day, everyone can benefit from doing visualizations. And so each one of these prompts are going to have a story, are going to have the five cents, what you focus on, are going to have the emotion you can focus on, and also the limiting belief you can work during that visualization. And basically, I try to get all the limiting beliefs, or most of them, that have to do with most parts of our bodies from a GNM perspective. So while you're working through the visualizations, you're trying to cover you know, that area, one of the areas of GNM that could be leading to uh, your symptoms. So that's a bonus there. That's awesome. And how can people connect with you? Yeah, so I have... Instagram account is at renewed mind and then the letters M and G because it was for the magazine. So M and G and my website, which is www.renewedminded.com. And because you listen to the podcast, you know what my final question is. One message for the world, if that's all you could ever share again. Yeah. So my message is perception changed biology. So you want to know where your perception is and if it's a positive one. Yay. Thank you so much. I had so much fun chatting with you today. I always have fun chatting with you, but I had fun chatting with you today and getting to see your face. And yeah, I just want to say thanks. You're amazing. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Chess. It's a dream come true. And I hope this information can help a lot of people. I have no doubts. Friends, that is a wrap. As always, I hope that you found some helpful or inspiring new insights in today's episode with Leah. Check out her new program and connect with her on Instagram. Also, please consider supporting future episodes by clicking the link in the bottom of the show notes and share your favorite episode with a friend. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, make this week great. Great.